0: Welcome to the Let's See Grandma the Let's See Career Grandma Warrior, Warrior Podcast. Podcast. Alright, welcome to the 36th episode of the Let's See Grandma Career Warrior Podcast, where our goal is not only to help you land your dream job, but to help you live the best life possible. Hey everyone, did you know that in all 35 episodes of our history, we have not covered interviews, like not once. That changes today. I mean, this is such an important topic. Interviews truly are an art to be mastered. Most interviews are decided within the first five minutes. The rest of the interview is really just a confirmation of that initial decision. And that really blows my mind, guys. Like, really, five minutes? That's when the first impression is made? That is when you're going to decide whether or not I get the job? So really, I think this episode's gonna be amazing. What we're going to do is talk about the five questions that you should master before going into an interview. We're also going to cover those first five minutes and why they're so critical. You're going to hear me answer those questions in mock interview format with Marin, and you're going to hear her critique me. Oh, gosh. Let's hope I don't blow this interview. Finally, you're going to hear Maren talk about her amazing new book, which is made to hire how to get the job you really want, which I think could be such a great value add for all of you guys who want to learn and get better at professional development. So let's talk about Marin Roberts Huntley, who is our guest today. Marin is a career expert and founder of made to hire a company focused on helping professionals get what they want in their careers. It's no wonder why so many young professionals and companies call her their secret weapon. She's worked with many huge brands you may recognize, including Nike, Adidas, Columbia Sportswear. Should I keep going, guys? Okay. Spanx, Cliff Bar, Portland Marathon, Salomon, and Major League Soccer. And I've said it before, guys marketing and career development go hand in hand. Everything you need from getting a nice resume to the way you talk about yourself on or off the interview, it's marketing. Seriously. Today is your lucky day. The thing about Marin is that she teaches graduate level marketing at the University of Oregon. And when she's not running made to hire, she's doing marketing strategy and business development for Fix Consulting, which is a sports focused firm that she founded to help connect companies to their target consumer. So I believe she's one of the best people that I could have found to teach you how to crush that interview. Make sure to turn your volume up, grab that cup of coffee, because you're not going to want to miss a single word of this episode. All right, let's get to it. Let's make your life even more fulfilling with our 36th episode of the Career Warrior Podcast. All right, Marin, how are you doing today?
1: Hi, Chris. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me.
0: I was so excited to get you on this episode. And that's not just because of your background, but I was just watching some of those YouTube videos and, and videos of you speaking. And you're such a good speaker, and I don't think anyone else could do a better job with this topic.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: So I just kind of want to launch into it. I know a little bit about your history. I gave everyone a little bit of an intro, but I kind of want to hear in your own words, who you are and how you got into career coaching.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it's interesting, I finished grad school, oh gosh, um, 12 or 13 years ago. Mm -hmm. And it was at that point that I started doing career coaching on the side, as I was building my career in marketing. And after several years of helping various people land the job that they wanted, I was asked to start teaching at the university level. And what I said to the University of Oregon, which is, which is the big school where I live, sure. I said, I can't teach people how to market products and services, essentially stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Unless they know how to market themselves. And by that, I mean, handle an interview, handle a networking situation, present yourself well online, all those things. And so I ended up developing curriculum on the, on the topic of career success. Awesome for university students. And then it extended into working professionals. And all of that was done under the umbrella of the University of Oregon. And then there was so much demand for my teachings, my methods, that that led to me starting Made to Hire in 2017 so that I could help more people land their dream jobs.
0: And so with Made to Hire, what was like that initial leap to make that happen? When did you decide that this is definitely where I'm going I'm going to make this happen.
1: Yeah, it was after the 3rd year of teaching this material in a university setting and the feedback that I got from my students yeah. and they they said, "Marin, you you've changed our lives. You know, we see ourselves in a completely different light now. We're able to accomplish things that on paper we should be able to, but in reality we were struggling to do." That was it. I mean, when I got that sort of message so many times, I realized there's some, there's something here. I have something here and I want to share this with more people.
0: That's amazing. Cool. And just let's touch upon interviewing expertise. I guess, how did you get that experience helping people with their interviews?
1: Yeah. So having worked in marketing in the big brand world for almost two decades now, I've done a lot of interviews. So that's kind of the, the formal side of it. But But then on the career coaching side, I have mock interviewed with more people than I can count, whether it's the week before or the day before their big interview. And I always say to them, if you can get through me, the real interview is going to be a piece of cake. (laughs) And and just the number of again, the number of kind of calls or emails that I've received after the actual interview saying, oh, my gosh, Marin, I was (laughs) so prepared. I followed your methods and I was so prepared I got the offer. Great.
0: And so what you do with your clients is like you would give them, you would play hardball. You would like give them a tougher interview than they think they would get. And yes.
1: And I'm not going to do that to you, Chris. I'm nervous. I mean, <laughs> there
0: there are going to be a lot of people listening to me. Um, and I'm just knowing the fact that I haven't um, done an interview formally in such a long time. But that might make me the best possible candidate to do this because I'm sure you'll have such good constructive feedback. So it'll be fun. <laughs> So, all right, cool. So let's set the stage a little bit. What I like to do is essentially give people the motivation they need to understand why this material is so important. So we'll launch into the first question. This should be obvious, but why are interviews so darn important?
1: You know, an interview is your opportunity to show why you are the best candidate for the job. It's highly competitive even getting to the interview stage. Mm -hmm. So if you're at the interview you know that you're in that top pool of candidates, but that means you're up against the very best, and I guarantee you that one or two of those people are going to knock it out of the park. Okay. So if you, if you come in there with just a resume, albeit an amazing resume if they, were, if they work with you, Chris. Ah, thank
0: you, love then, that.
1: <laughs> then you're, you're going to be beaten out by somebody who brings other things to the interview, for example, okay or somebody who's more prepared, for example, or somebody who has someone inside the company advocating for them.
0: Okay. And so like, I guess to play devil's advocate a little bit, maybe I, you know, I am so familiar with my experience as a professional, like I could tell you, you know, all the things I've done in the past. So really what's, what's the point in preparing for that interview? Can I just show yeah. up if I feel confident and, and do a good job?
1: You won't get the job if you do that, again, because someone will be more prepared. You need to truly understand the big picture, which is what's happening with the company, Mm -hmm. right? So if the interviewer asks you information about the company and and you haven't done your research, for example, something that recently happened in the news or a new product that the company released, just big picture what's going on with the company. If you haven't done your research, you won't know that, number one. Number two, it's not just about knowing your experience, but it's about directly connecting your experience to that position and those qualifications that they give you, right? In the job description, they lay out for you exactly what they want. So I I always say to my clients and my students that interviewing is actually a game of sorts of matching Mm. what they say they're looking for with what you're offering. Mm. And one of, one of my tricks for doing that, Chris, is I, is I suggest that people on the kind of the top corner of their resume, if they have it in front of them, they write a little cheat sheet for themselves and they write the five or 10 keywords that are going to cue them in to the stories or the reasons why they are the best candidate for that job. And the interview then becomes more of a game about making sure that you plug those answers in because the worst feeling, and we've all had it is going to an interview and leaving and saying, darn it, I forgot to tell them about blank. Right. You, you know what I mean? And you
0: intended on doing that.
1: You didn't go in with a strategic approach to the interview. Mm-hmm. You went in with a casual approach. And you would have left things on the table that could have gotten you that job. Mm.
0: So I'll tell a funny story. This was, yeah. uh, this was a while ago. So I was actually applying for an internships in college. And first of all, it was 630 in the morning, so Mm. I didn't have time or coffee on my (laughs) side. So that did work against me. I kind of went into that approach and I felt kind of the same way. I was like, I'll just go into it. I've, you know, I could easily recall all of my hospitality experiences and all the things. Um, And I just remember not being able to eloquently or even quickly recall stories like it was bad, Marin, I'm telling you.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's a great example, Chris, because, you know, your list of the five to ten things, mm-hmm. most of those should be different stories that are from your past work experience or from school or from you know other life experience that really sell you for that job. Sure. And it's hard. It's, it's It can be really difficult to come up with those on the fly. But if you spend time the day before or the week before the interview, really looking at that job description and thinking about Mm -hmm. how do I best align my stories with what they want? You'll have a very different experience in that interview. It will literally feel like you're winning throughout the course of the interview. I love
0: it. And you said something amazing earlier, which I think people really need to go back and, and think about, which is like the focus when you're preparing for an interview, it's not just about you. It's not just the stories you bring to the table. It's also about the company. You know, what are the company needs? What is, you know, some fact about that company that's relevant for the fact that you're applying for these positions?
1: You make a great point, which leads me also not just to the company, but to the people. So you need to know who you're interviewing with whether it's one person, whether it's a panel, right, Mm -hmm. which could be several people and do your research on them. Because what if you find out that you went to the same college as one of them? What a great icebreaker. Or what if you find out that one of the people on the panel used to work with your uncle or your old boss, right? That would be a great way to network before the interview to get yourself a quick email of endorsement from whoever that connection is straight to that person interviewing you
0: that's fantastic insight. You're bringing me back to an interview I had where I found out that the interviewer actually was in the same fraternity that I was in previously. And let's not say that didn't help me.
1: For sure. Right. Because it's I always say this to people that, yes, you want to hire the most qualified person, but you also want to hire somebody you get along with. And at the end of the day, you want you would be Happy to have a coffee with because exactly. you you enjoy their company. And knowing going into the interview, the basics about who you, who's going to be interviewing you will really help you form some personal connections.
0: So Marin, if you could magically give listeners one skill, let's relate oh. that to interviews, what would that one skill be?
1: It would have to be for them to be great at telling their own story. And it's funny because that sounds like a simple thing to do. But, most people are really bad at it, mm. and that's why most people lose the job in those first five minutes of the interview because they don't know how to talk about themselves. and i always I always say to people, how you manage yourself and how you tell your own story is a direct reflection of how you're going to represent that company mm. if you're If you're all over the place and zigging and zagging with your story, or if you're nervous with how, you, how you're speaking to the person, sure. how are they going to feel about you in a meeting representing the company, for example, right? So you really have to get great at telling your story. Because not only is it that representation of how you would represent the company, but it's going to either create an emotional connection with the interviewer or not, right? Because at the end of those couple minutes of you telling your story, they're either going to say, yes, I like you and yes, you can do the job or you're boring and I don't think you can do the job. And then the rest of the interview is just a validation of that initial feeling, which usually they stick with.
0: That blows my mind. It yeah. does put the pressure on, but I think at the same time, if you're strategic and knowing that that those first five minutes are important, it's gonna do people wonders in their interview because a lot of times if people don't think that those first five minutes are important, then they won't put the time preparing for it. So
1: yeah, and there's a formula for it too, Chris. And I don't know if I should tell you the formula now or after our interview. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I am so, oh my gosh I'm so nervous about this tell me after tell me after okay because okay. We'll, well
1: I want to share that yeah I want to okay. share that with your listeners so that it's it doesn't seem like this <laughs> this vague thing around how do I tell a great story so let's yeah. get back to that guys, When you're guys
0: I want you all to know that this is on the fly this isn't like this majorly edited production like this is a real conversation between Marin and I and we're gonna do it we're gonna do it live so good stuff cool So the way I kind of want this to work is I want us to go through those five questions. You're going to ask me the question afterwards, after you give the best explanation on how to answer. And then afterwards, I will await your critique and um, we will kind of do this piece by piece. So we're going to, I'm going to receive the critiques from Marin kind of in between the questions so you don't have to wait to the very end. And we thought that this made the most sense. So does this all sound good to you, Marin?
1: This sounds great. You know, and I do want to mention, Chris, and I love the <laughs> fact that you've limited me to five questions because otherwise we would <laughs> interview all day. <laughs> but in my book, I do have um, several more questions that um, I think people should be ready for. So just as okay. a side note, these five, I think, are, are, are must-haves, sure. but there's a whole other set of them that I, I would encourage people to be ready for as well.
0: Sure. So this is like a fantastic starting point, you would say. Totally. Okay. So
1: so we talked a little bit, Chris, about the job that you're mock interviewing for.
0: Yes. OK, so let's give people some context here. The position I would be applying for is a marketing consultant at Marin's firm, which is made to hire. So the reason yes. we chose this was because it was probably the easiest thing to do um, so she can pull real life examples and she doesn't have to make everything up. <laughs> for me, I'm going to play myself. So I am the owner slash person who is in charge of managing the day-to-day operation of Let's Eat Grandma, which is a resume writing service. I'll also play my podcast persona as well. So all of these will play into the factors and uh, things I'm going to bring up from my past. What I have no idea is actually what I would be doing on a day-to-day. So if you can kind of give me that breakdown, that'd be great.
1: What we're trying to do with Made to Hire is reach people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s who are seeking that next step in their career. If they're in their 20s, it could be their first job. If they're in their 50s, it could be they've been in the same job for 20 plus years and, and are totally terrified of how to make a transition into that next job. Okay. And so what we're looking for help with, Chris, and why you're here for the interview today is reaching those people. So one of one of you know our biggest concerns is reaching them online. So okay. we are looking for somebody who knows how to speak to to that audience job seekers in different platforms so it could be on it on a social channel it could be on a blog it could be anywhere online where job seekers are that's the primary responsibility of the marketing consultant so chris to start the interview i would love it if you could take a minute or two and just tell me about yourself tell me about your background
0: sure well, for the last five years, I have managed and um, run Let's see Grandma. It's a resume writing service, but we also do other things like write LinkedIn profiles and cover letters for job seekers. So we're very focused on job seekers. In terms of our demographic, they are oftentimes career changers in their 20s, 30s, and actual 40s. What they want to do is find the next best step in their career. And um, eventually, what we're trying to do is expand... Uh, j- Beyond, you know, resume services, we're looking to develop personal websites, um, all sorts of other materials to help people out. But this is what I do on a day to day basis. And my main hat that I actually put on every single day is marketing. So what I'm usually involved with is connecting with people in the online world and trying to offer them as much value as possible to attract them to my business. So I'd say that's in a nutshell what I do who I am and kind of the essence of my professional career right now.
1: Okay, excellent. So I'm gonna give you some feedback. So overall, that was very good. I I would say your strengths were, your energy is excellent, that you have an infectious energy about you, which I think would serve you really well. Well, thank you. In in a real interview. Um, and you're very well spoken. So those two things immediately I noticed about you, and that made me gain confidence in you. So that that was excellent. Great. I, I loved right out of the gate how you told how you told me for the last five years I've been running Let's Eat Grandma. So right away you gave me a number of years of experience. Okay. And you gave me your position, and you immediately connected Let's Eat Grandma to the position you're interviewing for, which is which is going after job seekers, right? Yes. So right away, you had credibility within the first 10 seconds. So that was fantastic.
0: Thank you. You also,
1: yeah, you also spoke quickly about other relevant experience, the day-to-day things that you do with Let's Eat Grandma and how that connects to what you would be doing with Made to Hire. So that was really, really good. You were very convincing in in what I would guess was probably about 45 seconds in that first kind of batch of information.
0: I was, thank you, that means I was unsure when to stop. That was kind of one of mm-hmm. my things in the middle of answering the question. I was like, uh, something in the back of my head was like, okay, stop, stop. Yeah, I,
1: <laughs> I think that's good to have that because often the interviewer won't tell you how long to talk for. And I would said to you, take a minute or two. Okay. Um, and I would I would use, you know, two or three minutes as the maximum gauge in your mind. What some people do is they ramble on. Mm. And that will tune the interviewer out and the interview (laughs) will be over because that person doesn't know how to what we call edit to amplify. Right. So they don't know how to scale back in order to showcase what's best. Okay. And so a a couple other just opportunities.
0: Love it. Please. That
1: um, for next time, Um, I'd love to know where you're from, because, you know, maybe we're from the same town or, or, you know, maybe there's something about your past beyond just the five years
0: exactly that
1: would be interesting Uh, and just make you feel and sound like more of a well-rounded person not just let's see grandma um not
0: just that robot who runs the the marketing (laughs) stuff on (laughs) it
1: you know and along those same same lines uh you know, you could mention where you went to college. Um, again, that could be a point of connection okay. and it's just a point of credibility. Some, you know, something like I was born in, where were you born? So yeah, I was actually born? born in San Antonio. Yeah, I was born in San Antonio, Texas. I've spent the past X number of years working here. In fact, um, went to college at blank. Cornell. Oh, hello, Cornell, right? You want to <laughs> mention that. Um, and, and for the past five years, and then you roll into your story. Just okay. a little bit more history Um, You know, but you you could also say something fun, like, you know, I was one of those kids who was always coming up with creative ideas for ads. I love it. I love that. If there's any real story that people are going to just smile at, throw that into Mm -hmm. your story, too, because that makes you seem like a real person.
0: So my question would be how much of this should be. I guess like, I wouldn't, I want to say fun focused, but I guess more like interest based versus like strictly business.
1: Yeah. That's a great question. I would throw in a couple interest based things. So, you know, you could say something like when I'm not obsessed with everything marketing related, <laughs> I love to do triathlons and I have two dogs or whatever it may be. Again, uh, just make love you, it. rounding out your personality more will make you even more likable.
0: Okay thank you for that. This is like, I can already imagine myself going back and answering it and being a lot better based on just these few minutes of listening to you.
1: One other thing I want to mention, if that's okay, Chris, just around telling your story that I hear people do all the time and you didn't do it. And I loved that, um, is often people will say a negative or put themselves down. So they'll say something like, you know, I went to college for history, but I had no idea what to do with that degree. So I went and taught English in Korea or whatever it sure. may be. I love that your story was totally positive. You didn't you didn't use any negatives or kind of seeming like you had lost your way. So okay. I, I'd encourage your listeners to avoid that. The interviewer doesn't need to know about okay. that.
0: All right, Marin. I like it. Is that okay. anything else?
1: No, that was really good. Um... Yeah, really, really, really well done. So I think we'll move on to the next question. Okay. So we're talking about Made to Hire and the marketing consultant role. So I'd love if you could tell me what makes you interested in this role and this company.
0: Sure, absolutely. So I have been following Made to Hire for some time now, and I really do um, like what you guys are doing. You know, in terms of your your marketing. And um, like I said, immediately when I went to your website, the first things I noticed were those videos and those things that did captivate me personally. So um, for me, I do see a wonderful opportunity to work with that, not only because from my business standpoint, I feel like we do have a lot of things in common, um, such as the contemporary feel. You know, we're trying to reach the same exact audience And I am just a person who is all about opportunity. So you mentioned something like trying to reach people online in the online world. And for me, that's exactly what I've been doing for the last four years is connecting with people via Twitter, Facebook, and even delving into forums, which I think may be a great opportunity for you guys. So for me, that's what I see. And I personally just would love the idea to connect with you, mainly because of your Culture fit, I think, works well with mine.
1: Yeah, Chris, I'm going to give you an A plus on that one. Thank you. <laughs> so I'll tell you what what I think. Part you was did racing. Really... I
0: was like, oh, everyone's going to hear me <laughs> blow it.
1: <laughs> I'll tell you what uh, I think you did really, really well. So you you spoke to some history, right? So you said I've been following Made to Hire for quite some time. So you established a familiarity with the company, right? So it wasn't just a it wasn't just a job posting you saw last week, right? Okay. So this is a company you've been following and interested in. You also talked about specifics about the company. For example, you talked about Made to Hire's website and really connecting with the video content, for example. So that showed me that you, really, you haven't just been following, you've actually been learning about okay. the company. Then what you did, which was really great, specific to the job you connected what you're doing now with Let's Eat Grandma with what you would be doing with Made to Hire. So in my head, check marks are going off saying he could do this job. And then you went even further, and it was funny, Chris, because I was writing a note as you were talking, sure. uh, that it would be ideal if you could talk about an opportunity that you would see that, that's making you interested in this role. And that's when you mentioned forums. Okay. So you, I mean, that just put you over the top, and that's why you went from A to A+, plus because... <laughs> you you talked about something that you would do in the role not only you were interested in it but this is something that you would go after if you were in the role so i loved that well done
0: fantastic a uh, quick follow up to that would be is there a crossing the line to where you shouldn't cuz i'm like i'm imagining like what if i said something like your marketing like really needs this help cuz like i have people who are emailing mm-hmm. me with like seo stuff and they're like they're like your seo like um just scored really bad and i really you know think we can help you with that and i'm almost like turned off by it i'm like you know i think that's a little you know too much i didn't I, ask for it so
1: i agree i i do think it's very easy to turn someone off in an interview by telling them what they're doing wrong so <laughs> i i wouldn't take that approach i think you're spot on with that i would focus on if you have the opportunity to give them an idea and sh- and let them inside your head ab- around how you would see that position, how you would see yourself in that position in a positive light. Got it. I I think that's a great idea. And actually, one of the things that I talk about in my book and my online course is what's called a 30, 60, 90 day plan. And that is a great tool to use in an interview. What you do in that is you lay out the first 30 days. This is what I would focus on in the job, the first 60 days, the first 90 days, and that does on paper what you just did, Chris, which it gives gives the interviewer some insight into how you would actually approach the position.
0: That's fantastic. And the fact that you said those numbers, I think makes it so concrete. It's like Mm -hmm. you're almost visualizing like, huh, what can I do in 30 days? Um, It's very specific.
1: and, And think about it, right? So if you're interviewing against people and everyone else just brings a resume and you come in there with A resume with a 30, 60, 90 day plan with this other document that I suggest using, which is called a suitability map. Let's say you come in with a letter of recommendation. Let's say you come in with a sample of your work. You're looking a whole lot different than the candidates who just have a resume. All those documents, I I call those your portfolio. We can talk about that more later.
0: And this is, I can find this in the book, by the way.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Great.
0: I am so excited to read it. So I did receive Good. a copy of Marin's book and like that's going to be the first thing when I get in the mail is like, I'm going to try not to finish in one sitting, but we'll see what happens.
1: <laughs> You're very kind. Okay, next question. What is your biggest professional weakness?
0: Great question. So I am an ENFJ. That is my myers-briggs personality i do think it does come with its um i would say its downsides and um, with that um it's sort of the protagonist role um but with that i genuinely try to connect with a bunch of people and and help them and i think with that i sometimes i feel like my say like i'm putting too many eggs in a bunch of baskets this is going really really terrible (laughs) That is that is yeah. one I have not even thought okay. of.
1: Um, it's a t- it's a tough one. I'm gonna let you off the hook. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank
0: you. <laughs> but
1: it's a, but this is a good discussion because this is a very common interview question. Basically, sure. they'll say, "What are you bad at?" And you can't say nothing, but you also do not want to actually say a negative. Why would you give them that? Right. It, it's there's no way that that's going to go well for you. So what you need to do is say. A negative that's really a positive and people okay. some some interview coaches will argue that that's a cop-out i think it's the best way to handle this okay. question so for example what's your biggest professional weakness i i get obsessed with details to the point where you know i'm a bit of a perfectionist okay it sounds like you may be a little anal i it, it may be a little hyper-organized But at the same time, I love the fact that you're not going to let any balls drop, right? Right. So think about, you know, or, um, you know, I, it it drives, here's another weakness, right? So it drives me crazy when people are late. It's really not a bad thing, right? right? But maybe, you know, it's something that really irritates you. And and sometimes, you know, visibly, I, I I can get a little frustrated when people are late because, you know, I think, I think it's really important to respect people's
0: time. And like, this is not something that's like unemployable. I mean, these are things that, I mean, could, if you think about it, could put you in a positive light. I mean, Uh,
1: that's the key is say something that could just as easily be used as a strength. Don't give them a weakness. Don't tell them that you have a tough time getting to work on time. Don't tell them that you have a tough time juggling multiple projects. Don't Mm. tell them that at your last job, you had a lot of conflicts with coworkers. Don't give them any of that. Because if you do, you won't get the job, and okay. it's it's okay. Nobody's perfect. We all have things, but don't air that in the interview.
0: Right, and is there a way to know whether your answer is like kosher, so to speak? Like, how would you recommend coming up with your answer and, and making sure that it would be well received?
1: Oh, that's a good question. I would test it on a couple people. Uh, you know, you, you need to have an answer to this question if you're a job seeker right now. Sure, uh, you absolutely need to have an answer to this question, and, and so I would say. Ask yourself, can I turn this into a positive?
0: Absolutely. You know, we're not trying to get you to say like real hardcore weaknesses here. It's almost like a trick question, which is why I hate the question, um, which is why I should have been more prepared for it coming into it. But um, I am so glad you asked that.
1: Well, and, you know, half of interviewing is just seeing how people handle the situation. Mm -hmm. Right. And so this goes back to what you and I were talking about before, about why it's so important to prepare and, you know, Google tough interview questions and just run through it with yourself. Right. Before, you know, for your listeners before your next interview, just put yourself on the spot so that you don't sit there going, oh, my gosh, I hadn't thought about that. It's just about being quick on your feet, you know, and coming across as best as you can.
0: Fantastic. And that's where the preparation comes into play. So
1: absolutely. okay. so my fourth question. This one is tough. Tell me about a time when you worked on a challenging team project.
0: In 2017, our business ran into a fairly significant problem. And for our company, um, what had happened was we were ranking very highly in terms of our SEO. And uh, for those of you who don't know, SEO is how your website would rank in Google search engines and things like that. And the challenge we had to overcome in 2017 was the fact that we were ranked very highly in a blog. And all of a sudden, that blog, um, for whatever reason, dropped in SEO value. And so at the time, we were getting an incredible amount of traffic from this blog. And um, mid-2017, our traffic significantly started to decline. And so um, essentially... You know, my co-founder and our marketing person at the time looked at each other and we said, you know, this is definitely a huge challenge and something that if we don't stop now, um, this is going to take business downhill. So this was a very long project, and this is why I choose this as my example. But for the next year, year and a half, we focused our efforts on how can we organically build up our traffic on our website? And so that's when we started doing things like writing blogs ourselves. We consulted an SEO, SEO expert We did things like create this podcast eventually, and eventually not only were we able to get traffic up back to its 2017 levels, but we were actually able to double the amount of traffic we had before then. And at the same time, we're not relying on one person's blog and one person's uh, website. So... I would say that would be my challenge, and it it honestly Maren was was the biggest one, and this is the complete truth to the people listening on this podcast this is This is our story
1: I love that you shared that story just with your listeners, you know because oh. it is it it is a ton of work to to run a company like what you and I are running, and I know that you and I are the same, and that we're doing this because we love helping people and so yes, when you get in a situation like that where you realize things are Things are not going how they need to be going in order to be, for me to keep helping people. Um, that's that's scary. Okay, so I really, I really, you know what I really liked about that, Chris. I liked that it was very authentic. It it was real. You you spoke from the heart. You told a story of something that happened that was challenging, but you showed how you dealt with it. Right. So this was a real business problem related to traffic, um, a big drop in traffic. Yes. You talked about with your team really truly seeing the problem and then collaborating with your team around how to turn it around. And then you t- you told me what you did and the results of what you did. Okay. That was very key at the end there, how you said, um, after really changing the way that things were going, you doubled the traffic to okay. your site. So I love that, um, the only, honestly, the only thing I would do differently with this question, and let me remind the listeners of what the question was, tell me about a time when you worked on a challenging team project. So in the land of interviewing, we call that a situational question. And it, it could look all sorts of different ways, right? It could it could be, tell me about a time when you struggled to deliver a result, or tell me about a time when a, when a coworker gave you a really difficult time. it It's just asking the interviewee to go to a situation in the past and tell a story about it. And there's actually a formula for how to best handle those questions. There are three steps to it. You did two of the steps, which was awesome. The first step is philosophy. The second step is situation. And the third step is result. So philosophy, what that is, no matter what the question is, you tell the interviewer generally what you think about that sort of a situation. So in your case, Chris, tell tell me about a time when you worked on a challenging team project. I would say something like the sort of projects that I take on with Let's Eat Grandma are pretty much always challenging, but I'm I'm grateful that I have an incredible team to work with.
0: Okay. And this is so how you start the mm-hmm. you start this.
1: So it, it's it's a philosophy, right? So it or it's a bigger picture. It shows that yes, I'm going to tell you about a specific situation. But I also recognize that how I handle a specific situation is related to the bigger picture around how I see things. I like that.
0: I like that a lot because you're making it more, I'd say, applicable to other situations.
1: Absolutely. And what it's doing is it's letting the interviewer inside your head and it's showing that not only is this person going to manage little details, but they can think big, right? So step one is philosophy, right? So tell the interviewer how you generally handle situations like that. Then go into step 2 which is a specific example and you did that perfect perfectly and then step 3 is talk about the results and you did that perfectly. Okay. Most people when asked a situational question all they will do is do step 2. They'll talk about the situation. Okay.
0: Could I find this in your book that we're going to talk about at the end of this episode? Yes. I think these are such good tips and this is such good advice. So
1: Thank you. Thank you. And it goes back to what we were talking about before, which is, and it's a funny word to use, but interviewing really is a game and it is Mm -hmm. about putting your best self forward. And you do that by being as prepared as you can be, but also being comfortable, being authentic to who you really are.
0: Okay. Great.
1: Okay. I have one last question for you. And this is one of the questions that most people dread. There's (laughs) lots of debate about this question on the internet. So my last question, Chris, is... What are your salary expectations for this position?
0: That's a great question, Marin. So I was doing a little bit of research before this interview, and I saw that the average salary for the area I'd be applying for is between the $50,000 and $55,000 range. So uh, just to let you know, I'm open to negotiate, but uh, I'd like to kind of hover around this range. Uh, but once again, just open to negotiation further discussion. Okay.
1: Okay. Thank you. So this is, this is a really tough question. I think you handled okay. that that well. I like the fact that you spoke to, to research, right? So um, there are a couple great websites. Do you remember the one you went to? Was it Payscale or Glassdoor?
0: So I actually made that up completely on the spot. Ah, I did. Hey, <laughs> I, didn't do- I like
1: it. I like it. Yeah, I so- would. Yeah, <laughs> I would. I would
0: actually go in and, and do research on Glassdoor or something like that. Okay. But just for the sake and, of this, And I think I think uh, that,
1: that's great that you mentioned you did research and that's great that your readers okay. realize that you can if they don't know that they can go online and okay. enter any sort of a position in any city and it'll give you a range for what that position typically pays. OK, so. I want to go back to the beginning though. When someone asks you, what are your salary expectations? The first thing I suggest you do is respond to that question with a question. Okay. And that is what is the hiring range for this position?
0: Okay. Very interesting. That's actually something I would not have thought to do.
1: So every, every role wow. has a hiring range, right? So ideally, and especially if the um, recruiter or interviewer or whoever is interviewing you, Ideally, they will give you that information, right? So then you have the upper hand. Mm-hmm. If, if not, well, there are two, two ways we can handle that. If they don't give it to you, they may say something like, that's something that um, we'll share with whomever we make the offer to, right? Okay. Got it. Or they may tell you, yes, this position is hiring between fifty dollars and $60,000. Well, perfect. Now I know, right? <laughs> I would follow up my question about the hiring range with your comment, which is I've done my research I've looked online and I see that this position should pay between 50 and you said 55. Okay. So now two things I'd love you to do differently next time. The first one is if you have the work experience to back it up, which you do put yourself at the high end of that range. Okay. You told me I, I, I'd be comfortable with 50 to 55. Well, I will tell you, Chris, I will be offering you 50, 50. Don't let me off the hook. Got it. Make, make me work for you. If I want to hire you. Make me know that you're going to be on the high end of the range, okay? okay? so that's that's one point of feedback. The second point of feedback is you also told me that you're open to negotiation, so now I know i can I can get you for under fifty
0: ah uh, okay, yeah <laughs> that was that was more of like a fear based thing too like I, I know, the reason I, I said know. that was like I don't want to give the wrong answer, so let me tell it's them tough. I'm open it's tough yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: so th- that that's how I would handle that question, but mm-hmm. you know because I'm a, you know a tough interviewer I'm, I am going to offer you a little under 50.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, but then we can talk about negotiations on an, on a future podcast if you want yes. <laughs> how you can get how you can get more than 50 out of me.
0: I gotta have you come back. I mean this has been so great so far so
1: this, yeah so I mean you've, you I think I mean, you've, you have more than enough experience to do this job. I really enjoy chatting with you so I think you're hired.
0: Marin, this is the best news I've received all week. Thank you. <laughs> I, and guys, I really was nervous coming into this because I was like, oh, how's it going to turn out? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow it. No, but, you're um, awesome. Marin has so much experience doing this. I just didn't want to look dumb in front of her. But there you go.
1: Not, not at all. <laughs> you rocked it.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Well, cool. Well, Maren, I want to get to talking about your business and your book. Uh, but before that, can I hear some final words of advice? Uh, for people looking for their dream job in 2019, doesn't have to be yes. interviews can be anything,
1: you know, th- there are a couple things that I, that we didn't touch on that, that I'd love to touch on. Sure. And it's, you know, the first one is I call it the five steps to getting your dream job. So a lot of people will come to me and they'll say, Marin, I've sent in a hundred resumes online and it's just not happening for me. And I'll say to them, is that all you've done? Cause they think they've done a lot. But actually, they've pretty much just put their resume in the trash. And I know that sounds harsh because they've spent lots of time sending in all these applications online. But if that's not supported by other steps in the process, then it's not going to happen. And so I I say it's five steps, right? So step one is you need to build your brand. And what I mean by that is what you look like uh, on paper, what you look like in person in terms of how you tell your story, or when somebody Googles you, what do sure. they find, right? Sure. When somebody goes to your social media, what do they find? So I would say step one is build your brand and make sure that you're coming across how you want to come across. Step two is leverage your network, right? So if you're going after a job, make sure that you're on LinkedIn. Make sure you have a great mm-hmm. LinkedIn profile. I have lots of advice on my website, made to hire.com around how to look great on LinkedIn. Great. And make sure that if there's anyone in your network who's connected to a company or a job that interests you, reach out to them, let them know what you're trying to do. Hopefully they'll be willing to help you or introduce you to someone who can. Step three is, and I mentioned this earlier, create your portfolio. So Your portfolio is a set of documents. It's not just a resume. There are, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven things that I suggest most people have in their portfolio, portfolio which people are going, what? <laughs> How could there be seven things? I, I yeah. just come with a resume.
0: Yeah, definitely. We should. And what I'll do, guys, is uh, along with the the resources, including Marin's website, but I'm going to include that in the description link of this podcast so you all can access that, just so everyone well. knows.
1: So step four to getting your dream job is actually submit your application. So that's where you apply online. And then step five is you ace the interview. And we just, we just got a great example of how to do that <laughs> from you, Chris. So you know, I think it's just looking at getting your dream job in 2019 as a process. You really need to think about it holistically. It's not just applying online. It's really putting together a comprehensive package and a tax yes. plan around how you're going to get that job.
0: Yes. And one thing you said, I mean, super cool. Is I think so many people get so lost in just the resumes, and I'm saying that from the resume writer perspective. <laughs> it, sometimes that's this little piece of paper is all they think that's going to get them where they need to be. And you're saying, which I agree with completely, is it's the whole package. It's your well, LinkedIn profile. The resume
1: will hopefully the resume will get you in the door, and it better be fantastic, right? Because yes. you and I have both seen a lot of really bad resumes, For and sure. I know you've. T- You've turned a lot of bad resumes into great resumes, <laughs> but, but that, that's just one part of the equation. And I think, you know, if we can get your listeners thinking about what are the other things that I can be doing? And, and that's what I talk about in my book, Made to Hire, and great. on my website.
0: Great. So let's launch into the book. What can I learn from mm. the book and why should I read it?
1: You know, I call it the no nonsense guide for how to yeah. get the job you really want, because yeah. it, it's basically this conversation, Chris, but, but stretched out into a whole bunch of topics, right? Uh. So It's I start with, you know, I start with career goal setting and I talk about building your own personal brand and managing your first impression. And I go through how to network effectively, how to actually get the interview, how to ace the interview. And then I even go into once once you get the job, how to be successful in the job. So, you know, how do you actually get rated while performing the job? So it's really a full spectrum of career success. And frankly, it's the book I wish I had read 20 years ago, <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's um, awesome. so
1: I'm excited that I get to share it with, with people finding their way in their careers.
0: That's fantastic. And so uh, who is like your target audience when you're speaking to people um, in this book, like who were you writing to?
1: I was writing to job seekers, Great. anybody who has a career goal that they are working towards. So it's a lot of people.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's such an interesting thing. And I think about the same thing as I'm, you know, developing this podcast audience and like, you know, who I'm speaking to. And these people are, you know, people, anyone who wants to read or listen to a podcast about you know, their own professional development. I think there's something special about that person. Like they're not showing up to the interview and winging it. Like these are actually oh, totally. actual people who are go getters. So,
1: well, and when you asked me to be on your podcast, I was flattered because I know that you have a very engaged listener mm-hmm. just to your point, right? You You have somebody who's trying to really better themselves. And yeah. I love, I love supporting what you're doing and helping those
0: people. Thank you so much. So tell yeah. me about your business as a whole though because the book is it's just one part of of um the whole puzzle so to speak, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we we have three things that we do three big things that we do at Made to Hire. The the book is is it's kind of the big new shiny one because it just released 2 weeks ago.
0: I love you know, that just... artwork by the way. Like oh, it's thank you. you. Oh my gosh, it is so good. I Well, you know,
1: <laughs> in the space of career books, it's a lot of older men and I thought, you know, I'm um, a decent-looking woman, professional woman, so Boom. I'm going to put myself on the cover. Let's go. <laughs>
0: that's marketing um, right there. You're a genius.
1: Thank you. thank you. So we have the book and, the, and then also the online course. And, you know, I recognize that people like to learn in different ways, right? Some people like to listen to podcasts. Some like to read books. Some people like to learn online. And so I created an online course that's 30 short videos covering these topics. And yeah. it's me, um, being filmed and talking through how to handle different situations. So that is um, a great resource for for anybody in the job-seeking space. And then I also run workshops um, so that people can access me live and in person. And, and kind of on that same note, great. I do... I do take on a select number of one-on-one uh, career coaching clients and that's for you know people who need help building their career plan or need help doing what you and I just did sure. with a mock interview so there are a lot of a th- lot of things under the made to hire umbrella uh, but at the end of the day, it's really just about helping people reach their, their career dreams. Sure. One person at a time.
0: Exactly. And I was, I mean, I told you earlier, one of the reasons why I was looking at your website and I was like, Marin and someone I have to have on the show is because of those materials you have on your website. So you. that video you had, I don't know if it was like a promotional video or it was a one-off, but it showed you speaking in a workshop. And I was like, here's an engaging person who would probably be an excellent podcast guest. So um kind of thank tying you. it all into the big picture, but um I think thank that's you. amazing and I think anyone who is curious about you should go to your website and, and see what you're about. So
1: thank you. Appreciate that, Chris. Mm-hmm. I think we've done okay here today, you and I. It's been fun.
0: I think so too. I just want to say thanks again for coming on.
1: It's been my pleasure.
0: Yeah, I think you did such a good job and I do I mean there was so much we covered and so much we did not cover in this episode. So Definitely look out to come back at a future point because, I mean, heck, we can do another interview one. We can do a personal <laughs> branding, you know, all the things you're familiar with. So
1: I would love to. Thank you for having me.
0: Cool. And for more on your job search, make sure to check out letseatgrandma.com. That's where you can find our blog, where we post the podcast show notes and so many more articles that will help you in your job search. You can also check out our resume services if you are interested in getting your resume professionally reworked. And please make sure to show us some love by jumping onto iTunes and leaving us a rating. The support from my fellow warriors will show the world how great this podcast is and help other people in their job search. Pay it forward. Thanks guys for being true warriors and thank you for tuning in. I'll see you next week.